Folks, if you'd like a copy of my best-selling first book, Tales of a First-Round Nothing, head on over to ecwpress.com. If you'd like a copy of my second book, Tales with TR, Fights, Film, and Folklore, head on over to www.flankerpress.com. If you'd like either copy personalized, just add a note. Thanks for listening to my podcast, and happy reading. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to episode 156A of Tales with TR. I'm your host, Terry Ryan, reminding you that we can now be found on YouTube um, every second episode. Those that follow know that uh, A episodes, I'm usually on here, flapping my gums on my own, and B episodes, I have a guest. So I'm trying to get each episode with a guest up on YouTube. And uh, other than a few hiccups when I went to uh, film Shorzy in Sudbury, um, you know, I couldn't really do that for a few reasons. Most of it was scheduling up there. I had to wing it. And uh, But late, we had Joe Lizito on last week, and we're having Turan Sandwith tonight, which uh, I say tonight. It'll probably be posted on Friday. And uh, we're getting back into the swing of things. So check it out. It's at... THPN, which stands for the Hockey Podcast Network. And uh, I know there's some of you, not a lot, but some of you enjoy uh, watching and listening on YouTube. So we may as well make that available. Why not? It's only for me to press record for fuck's sake. So why wouldn't I? Now, um, I'm going to get into, uh, let's talk about Moncton first. So I was in Moncton this past weekend. The Heart and Stroke foundation fundraiser and the way it works is uh you know teams have a year basically to to well however long they want but most teams get at it pretty early and they raise money during the year um in the top there's 20 players uh and 20 teams so you draft based on how much money you raised so in this particular event like the head team raised close to $125,000. Yes, 1000 And uh, they got to pick first, right down to the 20th team, which usually is, I, I guess, I think it's five to enter. So between five and 10 or five, five, five and 15, I'm not really sure. But I know that we near we came just short of a million dollars. It was like $975,000 we raised. So that's the way it works. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of hockey legends from Jeremy Roenick to Tessa Bonham. George LaRock, Brian Scrutland, Matthew Barnaby, Andre Waugh, Ethan Moreau, uh, go down the list. It was a fantastic time. And, and for me, meeting people that, uh, Denny Savard, like some of them idols, some of them 
Andrew Shaw, a lot younger, but someone I really look up to. And, you know, I think he would have been a great teammate. We hung out the whole um, weekend and just a, a great fella. You know, I can see why teams would have benefited. And uh, Matthew Barnaby, same sort of, not exactly, you know, different personalities, a lot, a lot of similarities as players as well, you know. Um, uh, Ally Frady was there. It's one of my one of my oldest friends at these events now. It's a great person. Uh, Langer Langer was up there. Uh, anyway, it was uh, Brandon Proust. It was a hell of a slew of athletes and hockey players. And uh, anyway, I was just hoping. I was just hoping that I would, you know, because it's Jackson events, and I know that. This has been going on for years, and I've never been actually one of the people that they draft. I've usually been, if I if I come to these things, I maybe speak at the event or hang out, but I don't like get paid to be there as one of the celebrities. So I, again, I've I've done a speech, get paid for that, but you know what I'm saying. Um, yeah, and I've known these guys for seven or eight years, so I just wanted to get drafted like somewhere in the middle, just to make sure that I, I prove my worth, so to speak, and uh, my relevance. You know, because it really is. There's these legends there, and people bid, so you got to be half relevant to play. It's the way it goes. But anyway, luckily for me, there was a bunch of Shorzy fans, and I went first overall. Jr. Jeremy Roenick went second. What fucking world do we live in when that happens? But anyway, I was pumped. The team that drafted me were great. Uh, Napa Auto Parts was the name. Um, I'm, I'm guessing most of the boys uh, worked there or involved. Uh, I, and I, one of the guys on the team, Nicholas Croft, I hadn't seen him in six or seven years. I played senior hockey. He was, uh, he flew in from Halifax to play with us in Clarenville and uh, he had a baby shortly after. And now that baby is Owen and Owen is seven years old. So I was reminded how time flies. It really doesn't seem like that long ago. I played with Crofty in Clarenville, but, um, just a lot of fun. And you know, the way it would work on Friday, we all, uh, had to be at golf at seven and you know we tee off we get to know everybody then they have the draft that night and uh you know saturday sunday is games starting at eight in the morning going right through the day and it all ends in the last day with an all-star thing kind of thing with all the celebrities on one team and the top fundraisers on another and uh you know it can be magical it can be magical when you're doing these things for charity and uh everybody's having such a great time and the stories, you know, the stories, the stories and just knowing that the reason for those stories, uh, you know, hockey's the vehicle and we all put it this way. The common denominator, as you hear all these things, is that hockey is the vehicle that kind of makes all these people tick because it's because it's part of their DNA. You know, like, uh, I didn't think I had much in common with JR. And he tells me, I was telling him that, you know, he loved it that I went first and he came right over and he's like, you know, the fuck are you kind of thing. But we got talking. And to find out, like, and he'd heard of Shorzy. Danny Savard watched it. A lot of the guys watched it. I, didn't, I, I just don't, it doesn't surprise me. It's a fucking hockey show. It's good. But I, I don't know. Something in me just kind of is um, astonished that you know part of my work these guys are watching enjoying absorbing analyzing whatever and to hear that it's some guys you know jay aaron fucking danny savard or you know ally afraidy a lot of these guys are to me you know you form your idols when you're 10 11 12 years old they say you know they were stars at that age so i you know to look up to them would be a 
an understatement and to idolize them would be an overstatement, but I, it's somewhere in the middle. You know, I, I supremely respect these people. And I was glad that, you know, I, I at least proved that, you know, there's, there's a relevance there to the show and everything. And that I can raise some money. I mean, you know, we get paid to do these events. They make, their money back tenfold. We nearly made a million dollars, man, $975,000. And uh, it's just such a flawless, seamless event. Uh, so thanks to everybody in Moncton. Thanks to Andrew Jackson from Jackson Events and Bob Clark for having me up there and um, in the first place. And then, you know, from the, the Hilton to uh, just a lot of people in town. Just it, it, it's It's a wheel that is well-oiled, and thank you. Uh, my friend Nikki as well, she made sure that, because uh, I didn't, they, they drove us wherever, but there was a couple times, like when I got stuck at the airport and there was no food. My flight was delayed six hours. Nikki drove me out some, uh, a couple of pitas. So I really appreciate that, Nikki. And uh, Bob, Andrew, everybody at the event, man. It was fucking awesome. So with that in the past, uh, I'm having Taran Samwith on after this because it's a, you know, I know that we get great feedback from, from when Sandman's on and, uh, I just needed a quick guest that I could shoot the shit with because guys, I'm writing this, um, roast. So this weekend coming every weekend, bring something different. I have to go to Edmonton and I have to roast Kevin Lowe. I think I've talked about that. Uh, so I'm a little bit nervous, but there's eight of us um, who are some that you guys would know. George LaRock, of course, uh, Craig McTavish, Daryl Rial, they played with the Oilers. LaRock is a little bit younger than the other guys, but I guess he played on the Oilers when McTavish and uh, Lowe were running things, which was quite a while. And then you got Kathleen McGee, who's a local comedian, and uh, Kent Tilly, they're local comedians. I'm looking forward to meeting them. But they don't know Kevin either. We're the only three that don't know him. I guess we're brought in as comedic uh, comic relief, maybe. I, I really don't know. I don't know why I'm there. That's going to be half the rips, by the way. Kevin, you had no fucking friends or what? Why the hell am I there? But uh, it's... So I, I'm going to have to basically rip these people that I've never met. I've done roasts before here and there. I've at least met the person or people involved. This is going to be wild. I mean, I kind of know George LaRock. You know, he beat the shit out of me in the 97 or 98. And we've done a few alumni events this year. But uh, in a normal world, I wouldn't be comfortable to just start chirping and roasting the guy. But at these things, of course. Now, I'm going up there. I'm volunteering for this. And I'm the easiest fucking... I could think of a lot of roasts for me. And I'm guessing they're going to do it too. I, th I think I'm low-hanging fruit. So I know that going in, but I do, uh, if there's one thing about this, you got to have, I guess, moderately thick skin, but I mean, come on, you know, it's a fucking roast. People are being paid to fucking, and most of this is volunteer, actually. I'm being paid in the sense they're flying me out. Um, but, you know, <laughs> I'm not nervous at all for what's going to be said about me, oddly enough. It's how are my jokes going to be taken when I'm ripping a guy with six, count them, six Stanley Cups, uh, Hall of Fame status? You know, he, there's just, you know, there's not a lot to rip coming from me. 
right? If I'm Wayne Gretzky, who I got to follow, by the way, Gretzky is going before me. Mind you, it's a video, but still, I've got to follow Wayne fucking Gretzky. Yes, I do have some jokes about that. So the way I look at it, go around there. I'm going to speak for 10 minutes, which means 15. Um, I'll give a little background of myself, meaning like two sentences, and uh, start with myself. Give myself a good toasting and then go from Larock to McTavish to uh, the comedians. And, you know, I'm not going to rip Wayne Gretzky who sends a video in. Gene Principe, maybe rip him a little bit. But, uh, you know, and then low and maybe maybe five minutes. So it's not – I've been kind of panicking, but I've been – I've known this for the last month and a half or so. And uh, – I've basically, any time I heard or thought of anything that would suit the situation, I've written it down. And I realize now that, just like my books, I'm going to have to dissect this. You know, I'm going to have to boil this down and then build it back up. Like, I've got too much written is what I'm saying. So i got to pick a good skeleton and kind of add to it. But, you know, I leave tomorrow morning. It's not till Friday night. And I leave tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. from St. John's, as is usually the case. Because they're three and a half hours earlier than us in Alberta. Yes, that's how far I go. That's how far it is away. Uh, almost away across the continent. Then I'll uh, put the finishing touches on this on the plane. Give me something to do. And, uh, yeah, Bob's your uncle. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking, if you're listening to this from Edmonton, it will be Friday, and it's Friday night, so you're probably listening to this in the morning and uh, not realizing that we're at the convention center at night, and then we're all going out, I believe, for some beers, whatnot, and I'm there Saturday. Sunday, I'm going to drive down and visit my ex-wife, Penny Lane's mom. She's running a restaurant in uh, Canmore, and I know she really, really misses Penny Lane, and um, eh, me too, to an extent. She misses, takes me in small doses. Hey, how you doing? Let's have a bite to eat chat but uh she misses penny lane legit so i'm gonna go down and maybe uh not that i'm <laughs> bringing penny lane i'm just saying it's nice to see a friendly face once in a while i got an extra day well i didn't but i just booked my ticket for a day later why not i got great friends in alberta i'm gonna stop in red deer as well maybe to my old billets uh neil and vera tomalty maybe i'll stop in and see how they're doing stop into the old rink Mm. and uh, see some old friends. I'm looking forward to it. Okay, a lot of Habs fans asked me what I think of the Cole Caulfield deal, and um, I was surprised that so many people wanted, like, I, I just thought that was obvious news. You're going to sign Caulfield, and to me, signed for a good deal for player and team. I was surprised that, at least in my world, there was so much friction over this. But whenever something happens with the Habs or the Leafs, um, I tend to get a lot of buzz online with it. And keep keep coming on Twitter, if you don't mind. Uh, send me direct messages or or just uh, public posts there to Twitter, and I'll answer. It's a lot easier than the other platforms, as I've said. Anyway, Cole Caulfield. Well, Interesting case because he's been injured a little bit. He scores a lot. I think he had 26 goals this year, 10 assists, if I'm not mistaken, in 40-odd games, um, which, again, prorated his 40-odd goals. Uh, he, he proved last year that 
It wasn't a flash in the pan. He can do it. Am I worried about him scoring consistently? No, I'm not. As long as he plays. He's a small guy in a big man's league. Uh, so that's always going to be a question. But to me, I don't know. Those, is he going to get hurt is not a great question to ask as a GM to me. I mean, I suppose it is if you're bringing in a guy who's got a history of it. Jack Eichel gets neck surgery, goes to Vegas. Of course, it's hit or miss. But again, I'd usually go with the play. Clearly, I think he's Eichel is nobody's really ripping it apart, but I, I think he's up there. I think he's tied for the playoff scoring lead. Anyway, that's just one example. Um, someone comes in with injuries. Of course, I question it. If I'm basketball right now and Kevin Durant wanted to come to my team, ooh, Achilles multiple in multiple times he injured it he's gone he's out he he doesn't seem to be able to string together um you know a full season without being injured even though he wants to be out there all the time you can tell the want right the want eric lindros he wanted to he just kept getting injured but you know everything from insurance to just making the right decision he's a great fucking player that's the way that's the game that you're in you got to bet him people are, are going to get injured if they're going to put up points, if they're going to give back, if they're going to be good people and not get arrested, a lot of that goes in. To me, is he going to get injured is, what's the word, pessimistic thinking. Uh, if if someone's that young and they don't really have a history of it, okay, last year, okay, the year before, bumps and bruises. These are obvious things. It's not like he has to get his knee rebuilt, you know? So the point about the injuries, I'm not worried about it. Um, the deal, just under $8 million? For eight years, I don't see anything wrong with that. Uh, you know, he's a first-round pick that's come in with high profile, lived up to it. Um, if I'm, I, I kind of like the Cofield. I'm, I'm guessing because it's more to me lenient on his end. You know, under eight for a guy that's so, and you know, they're going to make money on him on his jerseys and everything else. He's not just some, you know, he's not Slavkovsky. Is that the guy's name coming in? The first rounder that's touted high. He's a good-looking guy, but he doesn't have as much personality or build-up or hype or energy as Cole Caulfield. So they're going to make their money back. And then some, I think, if, if you count all the merchandise. Uh, he seems to be a great ambassador for the team. He loves playing there. And look, it's, you know, it's eight years. It's good security. It's going to age well because the salary cap's going up soon. They got one of their better players. Is he going to be up for the Hart Trophy? I don't think so, but maybe the Rocket Richard. He's always going to be up there if he's healthy, unless something, you know, goes seriously amiss that none of us saw coming. So, yeah, I think it's a good deal. A lot of people are upset, but I do. I think it's a good deal. And I kind of, I think he could have battled to get more. And uh, I like it. You know, like I often say, you know, Leafs fan, we're going to see what Austin Matthews is made of when we hear what, you know, when it comes up, but you know, it'll get out what he's asking, what each camp is looking at. And, uh, you know, if it's a long contract, seven, eight years with the leaps, you know, is he going to take into account that on the seventh or eighth year, you know, who knows what's Matthews 25. Now he's probably going to be the middle of that deal. He'll probably be in his prime. If not now, and uh, we'll see. I don't know. What I'm, 13 to 14 million, maybe, I think is a good deal for that. If he's asking for 16 a year, we'll know where his head's at. Uh, for me, Caulfield landed at a number that makes sense for him. 
makes sense for the team. And I don't think he's being greedy. It's eight years. This guy's even younger than Matthews. You know, what's he, 21, 22? Eight years only puts him at 30. And if Cole Caulfield gets, I mean, he was on pace for well over 40 this year. If he gets 40 next year, it's already worth it. And, you know, he's still coming into his own. Right? People laugh when I said 50 goals. Well, what do you fucking think? He had 26 and 40-something games. It's obviously possible he's going to be given every chance. He's going to play on the Montreal Canadiens. He's going to be their, one of their main power play guys come hell or high water for how, whoever they get. They're only going to get better. They're going to draft more studs because I don't think they're going to finish great in the next couple of years. They'll be looking to be a contender right when he's in the meat of that contract. Again, another reason to sign it. So um, for me, I think it's a good deal. Light the lamp during the hockey playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can make a $5 bet and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use promo code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network. That's promo code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash hockey terms. I had a question come in here from Carl from Saginaw. Carl asked me, have I ever seen anybody switch hands? Like, in other words, like they do in golf. Uh, not that they do, but some people golf, like, say, till they're 12, 13, left and go, you know what? I was a righty all along. Dude, I don't think that shit happens in hockey. I've never heard of an example. Like, I'm a fucking, I have NHL games. I'm a pro hockey player shooting left. If I was to shoot right so everything else is the same, I wouldn't make the midget team. And I, I, I wouldn't make the Bantam team. I'm serious. I don't know if everybody feels like that. I've never asked somebody. But I've never seen somebody switched over, unless it's like Chelios in, in a play, like, in by the net. I remember the, I say that I'm dating myself there, but I remember Chris Chelios, like once in a while, he could pull that off. He'd be in by the net and uh, even as a D and switch over like, and hit it like a left-handed player. And I only remember that for some highlights. I'm sure guys can do that. I mean, there's trickery in the sport. There's, you know, sometimes some situation might call for something wild and creative, but other than that, no, I've never heard of it. I've heard of players being ambidextrous, be able to throw with both hands, uh, baseball players. Um, very rare, but I've heard it. But I've never, no, never, ever, ever, ever heard of a hockey player who just like, not mid-career, but even like mid-minor hockey. You know, you know when you're like three, like when you get on those skates and go to hold yourself up, if you got a fucking stick on you, whichever way, whichever hand is on the bottom, that's the way you're going to shoot. That's the way you're going to shoot. Um, I've never asked anybody, but I'm pretty sure. 
Now, people, I apologize for today's uh, shortened podcast, although sometimes, you know, short and sweet's all right. There's some pods out there that I listen to and uh, that are half hour tops, and I enjoy them. Um, you know, maybe there's a reason that sitcoms are generally 22 minutes long. Uh, maybe it's, uh, and with commercials, maybe, maybe, uh, it has something to do with attention spans, although I'll argue that now where they've gotten even shorter. Now, honestly, yeah, a lot of people would probably prefer just going through TikTok than even listening to a podcast. But for those that enjoy it, you're still here. Thanks a fucking lot. I mean that too. Thanks a fucking lot. You know, it really, really is just, I, I, I fucking thank I would say God, but you know the, my thoughts on that. Whatever it is, I think whatever higher power energy got me here, my 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 friends, my family, my you know, there's a lot of reasons, hockey in general, that got me here. But I'm not living high on the horse by any means. But uh, God, for so long, Penny Lane and I, and you know Danielle, just we didn't know, you know, and it was uh, just whatever for for money I, I was putting in security shifts overnight and then working a regular job just like not even that long ago just like three or four years ago um so the fact that i can get paid something to to, to be spurting out fucking voice babble is something i never saw coming and uh you know, by extension, the Shorzy, the Chicklets, these events, I get to go and stand on stage this weekend and sit there and stand there and speak to an audience of largely legends. And I get to rip Kevin Lowe and hopefully shake his hand and get to meet him afterwards. I met him in the 90s. He doesn't remember for sure. A lot of these people say they remember. No, they don't. But now he'll remember when I sit there fucking carving him up. And, uh, yeah, I just, something about me just finds it all surreal. I wonder if I died a few years ago. And uh, I often wonder, 2016, whenever a lot of weird things started happening then. Trump came in, a lot of weird rule changes in sports, a lot of odd weather patterns, just the, the pandemic. You know, like a lot of shit. I'm not saying one caused the other. I just mean around like the 2015 or 16 or 17, weird things started to happen. Now, again, by weird, I don't all mean bad. Like for me, I, you know, went on Letterkenny and now Shorzy. Those are two, I guess, when was Frontier with Momoa? That was around then, 2016, right? Like so good, the bad, and the ugly, all of the above have happened, it seems more often than not in the last few years. We're talking about aliens. Right now, you could turn on anyone. Like I said, CNN, Fox, fucking NBC, Newsmax, whatever. The most extreme political right and the most extreme political left would all report, or sorry, well, report, I'm daydreaming. Can't agree on much, but one thing that's consistent is that there's more UFO sightings than ever, and literally Donald Trump and Barack Obama, again, who can't agree on anything, 
both gave the same kind of answer. It was like, yeah, actually, we're not fucking around. Like, this is serious. The military saw something. They continue to see it. It's moving at a... We, we, we don't have the technology uh, to indicate that these things came from Earth. Okay? That's what we agree on now. Like, years ago, again, it's like little green men. Like, are you fucking kidding me? There was always, like, some level of fun to it. Like, you know, well... Do 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 does life exist out there? That's different. Yes, I mean I think it does. I think it has to. We're almost finding it in our own fucking solar system, which is like a sand on. If you took our solar system, it's the size of like one piece of sand. On if you took all the beaches in the world, and it's still bigger than that. If 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 our solar system was a grain of sand, you know what I'm trying to say. It's fucking massive. Just type in on fucking YouTube how big the universe is and it'll give you like Earth and then like pan out and you won't believe it. You won't believe it. It's fucking like 13 billion light years across. Right? So even saying life forms from other places, if there was something 12 billion light years out there, we couldn't see it anyway. How are they going to get here? Unless you can like beam, I, I guess, whatever. I'm really, really rambling here and going off on a tangent. But what I'm saying is that the last five or six years, weird shit, weird shit, right? Like I said, to finish the aliens thought, life out there, yes. But aliens, like actually on Earth, like Independence Day, what? A lot of you probably don't know what I'm talking about. But trust me, just Google it. It's definitely more mainstream now than ever. And it's literally the only thing that I know that the political extremes agree on. We can't even agree on a tornado. We can't agree on the size of a crowd, right? We can't agree on the weather. We can't agree on the pandemic. We can't agree on, I mean, there's always been a pendulum swinging, right? Take big issues. I don't know. Foreign affairs, immigration, abortion. No one has ever all agreed on it or they wouldn't be a swaying fucking pendulum. But it seems now that, there's more disagreement and polarization than ever. And it's not just abortion. It might be about what fucking color the fucking ocean is. Like I said, Donald Trump will literally tell you that the crowd was the biggest ever and you're looking right at it. You're looking at two crowds and one is clearly smaller. I'm not trying to pick a side of the fence here. I'm just saying Trump. Yeah, I, I'm going to get a lot of DMs here. A lot of messages. Oh, everybody lies. Every politician. Look, I get both ends of the fence. I'm somewhere in the middle. Love my Republican friends. I don't like Donald Trump, okay? But that's not what this is about. It's about, it, it seemed to catch on in all of politics and sports and, I mean, Kyrie Irving. He's one of the most popular sports figures in North America anyway. He's going around saying the fucking earth might be flat. The fuck is that? What are we in? Like, that's what I'm saying. Where are we? I mean, most of it's what I'm talking about is, is fun, I guess. You know, I, I love the Flat Earthers documentary. Uh, it's on Netflix. What's the name of that again? Beyond the Curve, maybe? Sorry. Uh, let's see. Netflix. Flat Earth. I mean, it's fascinating that in this day and age, 
Fascinating. Beyond, behind the curve. There it is. Thousands of people, more than ever, with the most knowledge we've ever had right in our hand. You don't need to go to the library anymore because you can have a fucking book, any book, any book, any excerpt from that book zipped into your fucking hand within seconds of typing it in. Anything you want. You want knowledge? Here, go. There's millions of years of knowledge just in that little one little website on your phone. In one little microchip, I'm guessing, microchip, there's more knowledge than the whole fucking city I'm sitting in. Yet, yet, one thing we should agree on, right? I get it. I get there being polarization. But come on, folks. The Earth's fucking flat. Or the Earth's flat. The Earth's round. But when you watch the documentary, too, it's not, these people aren't malicious. or I, I think they just want to be part of a group, maybe. Or maybe there's the people that are telling them this are, are so very convincing. I don't know, but, you know, we live in a weird time, and I feel that <laughs> I feel I really do believe that I'm alive and the same shit's going on. I just mean it seems weird the last few years. It seems odd. If, if, if I did, if someone was to come to me and say, I don't know what world this could happen in, but, you know, at the end of my life, when you die and Catholics say you see Peter at the gate, whoever it might be that I see, wherever it might be, if they told me, you know what, since like 2016, your life's kind of been a simulation. We just, you know, you've been dead since then, but we let the series, we let it play out. I'd go, okay, I get it. There, there was a distinct time in the mid 2010s that shit started to go weird. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's my take. That's my fucking take. I'm going to go now. I'm going to take off. I got too much to do. I got to finish writing that um, roast and uh, get ready for next week. We're going to have Tessa Bonham. She's really interesting, by the way. And even just mentioning her the last couple of weeks, I've had a lot of positive feedback. And I don't have female players on here. A lot. I guess some would say enough, but you know, my life's an evolution of meeting these people. I have Tessa on because I met her at Shorzy. I met her here in Moncton. Now we have a story to tell, right? That's the way I do things. We're going to have Maggie Connors on again. I just don't like to have a female or a minority on just to do it. It's people that I come across in my life one way or another. And um, will we have more women soon? Yes, we will. And, uh, Starting with Tessa, but please don't get in my ear that I go out of my way not to. I really don't. I uh, I love sharing stories um, with all kinds of people, all kinds of backgrounds. It just so happens that for me, I'm a white male hockey player, and that's a lot of the, the, the sport I chose. Um, hockey has brought me to this point dealing with mostly white male hockey players. But fucking love diversity, love the way the game's going. My daughter, of course, is a fucking athlete. Uh, not a hockey athlete, but a soccer athlete. And, uh, you know, I have the utmost respect. It's just uh, life is a long process. And we go and we live and we learn and we meet and we experience. And um, 
as I experience, you guys will get to absorb and share the stories and the guests with me. And for that, I am forever grateful. If you're downtown St. John's this weekend, head into the Bull and Barrel, head into Trinity Pub, TJ's Pub, Rob Roy Confusion, Greensleeves Pub, Martini Bar. Why not? If you're going to have a beer, those places are awesome. Check out all of George Street. Check out all of downtown. Check out any local establishment here in St. John's. We are ready to go for the summer, and people are ready to party. If you're going to go for a bite to eat, maybe you don't drink. Maybe you want a bite to eat. You want to go out for a nice night on the town. You want to stay sober. You want to have a few appetizers, right? Maybe some water, maybe a pop, whatever it's going to be. You want to be downtown. You want to take it all in. Right? You want to take it all in. You're in St. John's. The weather's getting nicer. What are you going to do? You're not going to George Street tonight because you're not drinking. You'll probably go to Merchant Tavern or Blue on Water for a great bite to eat. If you're up around the East End, you're on Elizabeth Avenue, check out Wedgwood Cafe. That's what I like. If you want to work out and change your life, if you want strength and balance for the body and mind, go to Power Conditioning on Rope Walk Lane. Ryan Power is one of the best trainers I've ever met in my life, and he made a difference in my life. He can make one in yours, too. If you want to go to Mr. Lube, there's two locations right now in St. John's, Torbay Road and Kenmount Road. Live, laugh, lube. Pitbull Pain Relief, pitbullpainrelief.com. The pain relief sticks that just won't quit. I swear by them. And, of course, true hockey. Take what's yours. I'll be back, folks, in just a couple of days with Turan Sandman Sandwith. I'll tell you about some new things we got going on and uh, get his take on some of the hockey and non-hockey uh, situations, things that have been happening lately in my life, in his life, and, of course, in our lives. I'll be back. Just a couple of days, like I said, for 156B. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you guys on The Rebound.